and gentlemen, welcome to Movies for Win, live from our motherfucking media rooms! Oh. Yay! Please clap. I'm... I'm clapping. <laughs> Please clap. Um... This is not our first rodeo in terms of not being a live show. That is correct. <laughs> what a downer, man. But hey, we just had our first motherfucking live show. Boy, did we. So... We we need to bring it down, man. We need to chill. That was that was the high to beat all highs. Yeah, I uh, I think my brain still hasn't registered how cool it was that it happened because like a couple times people uh, people who didn't make the show came up to me and were like, "Dude, how'd it go last week?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, our broker ghosted us, and me and Vanessa have been going to some open houses," and they're like, "No, dipshit." <laughs> <clears throat> And I'm the, the 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 live show, and I'm like, oh my god! Of course, that's what you're asking me about. Um, like, I just think that like it was so cool, it didn't compute with my with my brain, you know? <laughs> like, oh man. Oh yeah. Like I, I've I've listened back to the episode, of course, and I like I I need to see more pictures that people took and that kind of thing to just like register that it really happened. Yeah. I remember so much of it, but it's just like. It's still mind-blowing that we did the cool thing that we always said we were going to do as a joke. Yeah. We did the thing. It happened. Like, less than Mission a year in, man. And, less uh, than a year in. And we're moving onward to even cooler things. Um, onward and upward. I wonder, wonder what's next. We have, no, we have no plans. This was the plan. What are you talking so. about? We, actually, we absolutely have plans. We, we've talked about we don't some have plans. To, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say our plans in the public but uh needless to say uh another live show is already in the works uh and who knows what else we have in the works a lot of cool things might be happening in the future for movies was, for when and i'm i'm excited to say i'm i'm, oh, I'm is, so stoked oh my gosh dude what is this life what are we doing that's so damn cool we're doing what we <laughs> we're, we're doing what we want to do and it took us being in our 30s to figure out what we wanted to do that's a good point um man i really do want to say how much it means to me that people came out last week um oh yeah that was so cool that people showed up to our thing man that was so awesome it was it was awesome and like i think at a certain point we were like ready to get started we kind of pushed it back a few minutes yeah because there was a lot of traffic that day i think there were like accidents like we, we on created every... a really big demand like at like yeah. thousands of people were trying people to get were to that swarming Alamo. in <laughs> like, cause traffic accidents like every major highway there was a fucking accident on it so i was like okay we've got like six people here i know john wasson and fam are coming but like that's it i was like okay we got like eight or so people here We'll put a fun show on for these people. We'll have a good time. And then, like, you hear it in the recording, like, the beginning of the episode is just like, oh, two more people got here. Two more people got here. And then through that door, here's two more people. Like, people just kept pouring in, and I was just, like, so happy to see everybody that came in. It was so cool. Yeah, man. Uh, we don't blame anybody for being late. It was absolutely traffic's fault, but... I mean, not to man, mention, it, I thought about it, and I was like, why did we think people who have jobs could be here at 530 <laughs> like why, yeah. why why did we not ever think about that i had to leave my job very early yeah so me too me too I, we'll tell almo to push back start times for <laughs> we don't have that kind of power yeah man but i also i just really enjoyed like the the back and forth banter you know like that was so much fun to just 
have people we knew and people who love movies chatting it up with us while we were doing this man i loved it i miss it yeah it it didn't all come through like extremely clearly on the recording but like if you're in like a quiet spot with headphones you can you can hear like everything that like uh don mm-hmm. was saying or that dylan was saying like people were <laughs> people were uh, and willis of course with the dude's rock like ah oh, that was hell awesome yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah uh you can also pick up on the joke that i think <laughs> only chris heard that i said so <laughs> well no that listening to it back i was like the mic heard you better than i did because you were like cracking wise and i would just not stop talking because you were like we weren't facing each other and the speakers were facing out of us, so I like, I got some fresh pops listening to it back of like jokes you made that I didn't hear live, and I, I just hope you didn't think I was like no selling them and stepping no. on your toes, you know? I just I legitimately didn't hear them until I listened to it. That's back. that's what I do. Like I'll quietly like throw jokes out there about some random shit you said, and whether you notice it or not, I don't mind as long as either just me or someone else heard it. I'm fine. <laughs> I, uh, I often get so focused I on the those. point that I'm making that it's hard to converse with me. And, uh, and for that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be, don't be. I get, I get the same way. I, I need that focus on what I'm saying. So I don't lose track of my own thoughts. Yeah. And I think we also need to talk about, um, newly pronounced. We actually, we, I don't know if we made any fans, but we made some enemies. We made a new enemy of the show at the live show. Um, it is official. Joining Davis Kalk. <laughs> now I officially pronounce enemy of the show Front Row Joe from fucking Dude. Cinemark Theaters. Highlight of the episode that had nothing to do with us. Yes. Don just shouting with sincerity from the bottom of his heart. Fuck Front Row Joe. <laughs> Dude. Davis came out to our show. Front Row Joe was a no show. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. <clears throat> Not Don Joe. But yeah. like, and I was thinking about it like the other day because I was looking at the tickets. Like, oh, which seat should I get? I was like, huh, we could go in the front row. Huh, just like Front Row Joe. What the fuck was with that idiot? What a stupid cat. Why was he always sitting in the front row? You can't see the movies. And then like, not twenty four hours later, I've got Don confirming my beliefs. <laughs> that that cat's a prick so he did have a corvette full of popcorn well he's got us there (laughs) well we don't and so we're jealous so fuck him he's the true enemy of the show he really is and (laughs) cinema he's a he's a a symbol of everything i hate about the theater industry everything wrong with 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 cinemark um, going there so, I saw last time I went to a Cinemark I had to sit through a goddamn Walmart commercial in a movie theater do you know what that was like <laughs> you know what that was like to be sitting in a theater seeing a fucking ad for Walmart first of all like Walmart <laughs> needs to fucking advertise like you've got another option Jesus Christ what are you fucking doing Cinemark it's next door to the theater yeah. alright thanks Joe bye Jesus man Cinemark um, is trash yeah I think the last time I went to a Cinemark, I think it might have been Incredibles 2. I think it was, like, the one theater that was, like, halfway between me and my wife and <laughs> my parents. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, that's that, that has to have been the last time. And I 
it was not a positive experience. Yeah, dude. I, weirdly enough, the the Denton Cinemark, every so often, like a uh, a non wide release film, they'll get it and Alamo won't. And so I'll be like, why am I going to Cinemark to see the fucking thing that I that I love Alamo for? Why is this happening here and not at Alamo? And I just have to. I have to have a lesser experience, you know? And it sucks. That's right. All right. We've sung our own praises about our own live show. We, we've we've sung the audience's praises. You guys, everybody that came out, you guys are the best. Everybody that couldn't make it, we 100% understand. Yeah. We hope you were able to watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. You need to see that movie. It rules. <clears throat> it rules. I want to see it again. I'm just saying. I'm thinking about going tomorrow. Uh, I'll I'll be uh, we've got a packed weekend this weekend. We're gonna watch uh, Sonic Two tomorrow. Saturday we're finally gonna watch Everything Everywhere All at Once, yes. and then Sunday we're gonna go watch uh, The Northman. Dude. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a hella busy weekend at the theater for us, and I I am honestly extremely excited for it. Uh, man. Uh, we got like the local theater, and then we're gonna go to uh, another Alamo location and then we'll be back at the local theater so Very, good times dude, good times all around when you told me you had a packed weekend i thought it was going to be like a bunch of like stressful life stuff and then you're like three in theater movies like i am gonna be fucking swamped i don't want to i'm not gonna have time to hang out okay <laughs> then i'm like that's that's good packed that's real good yeah. packed after after this week being so busy it's like i'm going to spoil my wife and fuck yeah that's what's got me busy so fuck yeah wouldn't have it any other way honestly dude, good on you good on you this is a dude's rock moment good on you for spoiling that wife here's the thing it's all stuff i want to do too <laughs> <laughs> jokes on her i'm also having a good time <laughs> oh man the only way to uh the only way to martyr yourself is to secretly not martyr yourself if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> uh she's listening now all right uh <laughs> spe <laughs> speaking of other movies denny we haven't we didn't cover it last week at the live show because it wasn't the place for it but uh what what else have you been watching uh, oh man lately? i i've been you know I, i've been believe it or not as much as i love movies for when um having two weeks in a row where we only watched one movie really got me back into my old form of of just constantly intaking media it was awesome um, I Hell watched yeah. uh, I watched Lamb, which is an A twenty four movie. Um, I, I gotta watch that so I can listen to the we're watching episode on it. I'm yep. really looking forward to that one. That is uh, what I did earlier today. Um, I, I listened to their podcast, loved their takes. Um, I think nice. I liked it. Yeah. A, I liked it a little more than they did. Um, but uh, they also acted it that when I talked to them about their reactions to the movie, they acted like they hated it a lot more than they conveyed on their podcast too. But hmm. it is a it is a really weird, really slow movie. Um, and if it's not your type of thing, I would That's fully understand that. I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't love it, but I thought it was a, it, it was a really solid, weird movie. Um, I also watched uh, Keanu, Key and Peele's Keanu. Um, first time seeing <laughs> it. Cat. Yep. I, I, I thought it was hysterical. Um, I, I just feel like actually funny surface level comedies don't really get made anymore. It, it felt like a really enjoyable throwback. 
Um, I watched Labyrinth, which was the most... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most fucked up shit I've seen in my entire fucking life. Um, was that your first time seeing it? Yeah, I, well, I'd watched up to uh, Dance Magic Dance and turned it off before. Um, and then uh, okay. this is my first time all the way through. Um, man, I'm, I'm honestly fascinated with that movie. We might have to do that one. I think I watched it once when I was like maybe 11. Yeah. And I don't remember a lot about it. Oh, except dude. for David Bowie and like some other kind of creepy stuff. But, you know, I'm a big Jim. We're both huge Jim Henson guys. So yeah. that could be worth exploring. Oh, dude. I think we should absolutely do it. I, I thought it was just captivating in all of its weird <laughs> freaky deakiness. And I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it since I watched it. And Vanessa was like repulsed by how creepy it was and uh never wants to watch it again and really wants me to shut up about it um so um there's that i saw the north man uh more on that later um i really really liked it uh that's all i'm gonna say for now and oh dude but my my favorite thing i've been watching lately it's not a movie it's a tv series um vanessa and i completed our flag means death um oh it's, yeah it's on i've been HBO. hearing about that oh dude you've got to check it out it's a taika waititi production um it is hysterical and substantial and engaging and just just wonderful one of my favorite seasons of a show i have seen in so damn long Pro probably the best season one of a comedy i've seen since season one of ted lasso um it's okay it's really strong man it's it's a great show um that's high uh, praise man dude crazy about it absolutely crazy about our flag means death um and you know that's that's pretty much it i've actually been also playing a lot of earthbound on my super nintendo and i cool love that game that's been a lot of my time lately too very cool yeah life's not so oh, not so bad <laughs> yeah it sounds pretty incredible and on my end, samezies. Um, yeah, what I've been watching, I I did finally watch, since they put it on HBO Max, I did watch the new The Batman movie. Mm. Uh, very good, very good, very good movie. Um, didn't need to be three hours long, but, like, just the visual identity of that movie, like, I just had a ton of fun watching it. It yeah. was, like, the perfect amount of, like, level of engagement requirement to like pay a decent amount of attention to it but you're not like missing out if you're not like completely honed in mm -hmm. like it, it was a it was one of the best batman movies i've seen i i've if i had to rank them i have no idea i would have to like really think about it but it would be it would be way near the top it's got to be top uh, three if you ask me and it's it, i enjoyed it a lot i wasn't as into it as a lot of people were but i'm also not in as into superhero movies as a lot of people are but i, I thought it was really really good for what it was i'm always iffy on superhero movies but this is one i was like when i'm in i'm in and yeah, this is one yeah. i was in on so yeah uh we also finished watching that ridiculous ultimatum show on netflix oh my gosh i can't sit through it i can't Jesus. handle it <laughs> It, I can't look away from it. This is where you and I differ. It's like, we <laughs> just, uh, I won't say too much about it except like, just, I don't feel like the people are 
too off the wall for like a reality relationship show but they're being put through a situation that would help maybe 0.4% of couples. Like they are being put through something that yes. couples should not be doing. Yes. And they're having understandable reactions, but also maybe they're kind of somewhat weirdos, a, a few of them. I mean, I think, uh, I think when we go on reality shows for our relationship problems, we get what we pay for. <laughs> you there know? You go. Like, it's... It's this. It doesn't attract someone who knows how to react healthily to things. Um, you pay the price, man. I I I I've been trying to watch more uh, more reality TV because Vanessa's been been getting into it lately. I loved Love Is Blind. I, I I was crazy about that show. The Ultimatum. I I tried to watch it and I was just like, these are the type of people I actively try to avoid. Why would I sit in my free time and think about what they're doing when I've successfully avoided them? Like, I just couldn't <laughs> stand it, man. I couldn't stand it. Oh, man. Fair enough. Hey. I, that's Yeah, fair enough. That's all I got to say. Like, perfectly, perfectly sound <laughs> argument. Uh, I also watched the Tony Hawk documentary that's new on HBO Max. I didn't know that was that was a thing. That's awesome. It's good, man. Like, it's... Oh, man it, if if nothing else if you're not like a big skateboarding fan which like i'm okay on like i played the video games a lot that's why i cared enough to watch it just like all the footage of like it's just pristine footage of like skateboarding events from like the 80s like 70s 80s and 90s and just like you're just it really sells the vibe and like the atmosphere and the era that that we're in and it's just like it's such a cool feeling watching Dude, that thing i might watch it's, that. it's kind of it's kind of long but I, I i got a lot out of it personally because mm. i i i grew up maybe not idolizing tony hawk but always um knowing who he was and just loving all of just everything about him yeah so dude i might first of all might watch that tonight while i'm going to bed um Second of all, I just wanted on record that when we were planning our live show a couple weeks ago, um, Greg came to my house and just blew us all away with his Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 skills. Like, he just just wrecked shit on that game after not touching it for so long and knowing the moon physics cheat code from memory. It was me, mm -hmm. Vanessa, and Leah just sitting there, like, popping as he's doing, like, 100,000 point tricks. Like, it was so awesome more than that. <clears throat> higher what, yeah. what'd, you, what'd you get up to like five nine i was like probably 240 240 000. but yeah. yeah like i played the uh remake that came out recently but i i hadn't played the n64 tony hawks pro skater 2 since i was maybe 14 damn so still got it, it. like i i still it's the one thing like i cannot remember like equations for like a math test in high school but i still to this day know from memory the cheat code for moon physics in the n64 copy of tony hawk's pro skater 2 well your brain's that's, only going to store useful information so that explains that well i used it the other day so there you go that's what i was saying that's a useful <laughs> code out. those equations who needs them who needs them school's for fools i forgot play tony shit. hawk break the cycle memorize cheat codes that's right. <laughs> uh, I also watched Windfall on Netflix. Uh, something that uh, 
friend of the show, Joseph Kainred, was telling us to watch. I was already kind of interested in it because of the cast. Pretty good. I thought it was, like, aggressively mediocre, and then towards the end I was like, oh, this is actually kind of solid. So, not a bad one. Um, Better Call Saul Season 6 is delivering. We're three episodes in. Uh, I wanted to get your opinions on the... I normally don't watch trailers, but I watched the trailer for the new season of Stranger Things. Yeah. Denny, are you excited for season four of Stranger Things? Um, excited. I, I gotta say, I am completely over it. These are adults that are worried about taxes. I do not see them as cute kids anymore. The, the smile is completely faded. I, I didn't think... That's me, though. No, I, I really didn't like season three of Stranger Things, and this is coming from a dude who named his dog Eleven. Um, like, <laughs> I, I really wasn't into season three at all, and I, I literally, I legitimately had a grieving process where, like, I actually wrote a really long Facebook post about how I felt about season three, and I remember you commenting just the word count and nothing else. It was like 3,000 words on Stranger Things 3. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, all you did was commented the word count, and nothing, that's all. <laughs> and, um, I, I admire your brevity, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I have to find this. Basically, what, what I accepted in Stranger Things Season 3 was um, this this used to pander to aging millennials, and so it was just my shit, and now it panders to teenagers, which is fine, but I'm not a teenager, so I don't really dig it. Um, and so I, I watched the Season 4 trailer and was just like, yeah, I mean, like, it's not that it looks bad. It just looks so far away from what I fell in love with. You know, like, just, like, it looks like a completely different show. And uh, I'll probably still watch it. But I, I think my days of uh, planning one-day marathons where I watch the whole thing in one sitting, like we did for season two and, like, I did for season three, I think that's pretty far behind me. I, I, I don't think I'm a, I think I'm a season one and two only guy as far as what I get really excited about. That's where you should be, my guy. Not gonna lie. I need to find that um, post and just read it on the air, because I'll stand by those opinions I, I purported. Oh, that's fine, man. Alright, um, all right. so I think we're, we're pretty much wrapped up there. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, we have purposely kept shrouded the, uh, the movie that we're covering this week, and it's, uh, it's time to reveal the movie. Uh, but first, like, before we get into it, I did want to like insert a little audio clip here from our live show just kind of like what i would consider to be like my favorite part of the whole thing like what really encapsulated the whole experience for me and i don't know there's there was just like a lot of like what what happens here is just kind of like it, it it means a lot to me and i wanted to share it with you guys so we'll play it here and then we'll uh, introduce the mystery movie on the other end of it
tricky bastard. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I got a lot out of that moment, and... <laughs> Uh, it just you know that that's honestly if I, if i had to sum up the the live show it would be with that right there yeah man i think you said it all eric <laughs> you know eric <sighs> so if you can figure it out from our <laughs> vague facebook instagram etc post and that little sound clip right there. Our movie for this week is going to be Mac and Me. Woo-woo! I'm so glad we decided to do this. Boy, am I also. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Greg, so where, did this... you watch, where did you watch Mac and Me? Uh, real quick, this episode is movies for when you are still recovering from the live show. So this is a one-movie episode. We landed on this. This movie is on Denny's uh, annual watch list. So I just, I I had a few choices and I just landed on this one. And we kind of agreed to just do, <laughs> come off Nicolage Cage highs and go to Mac and Me lows. <laughs> uh, you can watch the 1988 classic Mac and Me on either Pluto or Tubi for free. Or you can go to Denny's house and watch it on VHS. It is tucked behind the fly and also the Terminator 2 action figure. So yeah. look for it there on the, on the shelf. Just one of flex. That was a great flex, dude. That was a great picture. I was proud of it. Honestly, the only reason this ended up being a mystery episode was because I, I wanted to tweet a picture of my, uh, of my Mac and Me VHS, but I didn't want to disrupt my display. So I just took a picture of all of it and was like, which one will we watch? And then I jumped all over it. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, uh, Denny, have, so you have the VHS, so I'm assuming you've seen this one before. Uh, no. What's, what's, no. What, no. What? what? <laughs> Never seen it so, before. You Okay. Elaborate, please. Um, on Stop. What? Elaborate. I'll listen. Okay. Um, are we doing relationships with the movie? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> we want to just skip the summary. Watch E.T. That's the, that's the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> E.T., but McDonald's. That's your summary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, I'd been meaning to watch this. Uh, I'd been meaning to watch it for years, but it was just never the right time. I just always heard it was one of the goofiest fucking things ever made and obviously knew about the, the Paul Rudd bit. Um, I don't remember when I got the VHS. I just, I, I, whenever I see a VHS that looks cool, they're always like a dollar, so I just buy them. Um, and I finally went out of my way to, to put it on the movie list this year, and I was not disappointed. Um, I was I didn't watch the VHS. I watched it on fucking Pluto TV or Tubi or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's because my my VCR ate a tape um and I've been scared to use it since. Um I didn't oh, want to destroy man. a precious wanna... copy of Mac and Me just for <laughs> just for my silly little podcast. Oh my god, yeah. Understandable. You can't lose that. Yeah. Irreplaceable that Mac and Me copy. 
what's uh what's your relationship with the movie greg like i feel like i had known about it of course also knew about the pod paul rudd bit for a while i i watched this i think i want to say like seven eight nine years ago i don't know where i don't know when i don't know the context i don't know who i saw it with but i have seen it before and so much of it stuck with me especially the ending we'll get to that later but (laughs) yeah i i watched it a long time ago i knew a little bit about it and I watched it again today, right before we recorded, and nice. was having an absolute blast the it's, whole it's, time. It's so fucking wild, and uh, you know, shout out to a, a clusterfuck participant and friend of the show, Dylan Derryberry. I'm pretty sure he like always recommends this to me. Like he's he's told me like three or four times we should do this on the show. <laughs> so. It was just like on each poll, just like box Yo, office bomb that me. actually. <laughs> <laughs> 90s kids etc yeah yeah so i, I think he's finally John Hughes, some, some vindication here yeah we, we self-aware scare it. <laughs> it is neither of those things but maybe one of those things um oh my gosh can i do a brief sidebar to to plug we're watching about the self-aware scare they were actually yeah, sure. on on their lamb episode of their podcast they were they were showing a little love for their brother podcast um and they were talking about our self-aware scare episode and they're like oh what movie did they watch for that it's called funny people um and they it took them a couple minutes nope. to realize uh <laughs> that we were not watching the uh judd apatow adam sandler classic collaboration funny people uh th- then they were like wait funny games and i, I just thought it was so funny they're funny people yeah. and it was a funny, funny game to me funny people a movie that i was halfway out of my chair wanting to leave the fucking theater because i hated that shit so much i hate jesus. that movie jesus i i watched it once and didn't like it and then i was like maybe i should I, give it another try now that i know what to expect so i bought the dvd like over a decade ago and i've never watched it yeah, <laughs> never, I, I never never even watched it again I actively hated it, and I will never watch it again. That was just so... Ugh. Yeah. Funny Games is way better. Anyway. Yes, most definitely. Um, So, E.T. bought McDonald's. (laughs) Thank you you we're watching. But yeah, E.T. bought McDonald's. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I just wanted to scream at McDonald's and the Coca-Cola company, like... Reese's Pieces worked because they had a fucking sense of shame and subtlety about what they were doing. Just, like, you can't just have a puppet eat your food and make it popular. Settle the fuck down, guys. (laughs) Don't be greedy. (laughs) This is just, like, just uh, a soulless husk of a person. Just a capitalism robot saying, this is the movie we should make, and this is the movie they made. It was wild and insincere and uh, it goes off the rails in absolutely the best way but at what cost i mean i was watching it and i had to look it up because i was like is this like a movie that is made by mcdonald's like did this vhs exist to come with a happy meal 
that's how much McDonald's and Coca-Cola are in this fucking movie. They don't seem like sponsors. They seem like they made it. Like they made the movie and as a promotional tactic. Yeah, like I think I read somewhere that I don't think it was directly like produced by McDonald's or anything, but the money definitely came from inside the family. Yeah, that checks out. Because holy yeah, fucking and then shit. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Say no I mean, more. Just watch watch the movie. The, in the movie, fucking Coca-Cola is literally this, like, fluid that saves lives. <laughs> it's, like, so fucking ridiculous that, like, fucking aliens are being revived from death from drinking a goddamn soda. <laughs> like, and then we fucking... God damn, go to the goddamn McDonald's Arboretum. Like, what the fuck was that shit? Like, it was... And then we get, like... Well, we gotta have the kid's birth... Like, this is not a cohesive conversation about the film, but who cares? It's not a cohesive Just, film. Yeah. Like, we, what we have could you like possibly a, do to do that? We have a child's birthday party at the McDonald's, which, first of all, kick ass. Yeah. My my wife and I were watching it together, and she was like, I have my birthday party at McDonald's, too. And I was like, I think I might have at one point. <laughs> but this was like a child's birthday. I don't remember whose birthday it was in the scene. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't just know that. Like, I just watched I watched it last night, and I legitimately think it was like some random kid we've never met that the, the, like the, the people we knew just went to a birthday party yeah (laughs) that sounds correct yeah but yeah and then but there's like young kids and then there's like late 20s ballerinas disinterested sitting at a table there's like a whole dance routine with like the high school like three high school football players but one of them looks 35 and then people doing backflips outside it's the weirdest scene. And Ronald McDonald is there doing balloon tricks, I guess. It's Well, that's the thing. It is it, a scene. It didn't seem like they went to a McDonald's. It seemed like they went to a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> like if you I, could like trap that's what they were like in well, the 90s, right? Like um I did read on the IMDb trivia that the McDonald's that they went to was a McDonald's that was explicitly built it was fully functioning, but it never served a single customer. It was explicitly built for shooting commercials. Wow. So it, it could it ran as a whole McDonald's, but it never served a single customer. So all so those what? interior shots was a non-functioning McDonald's, which is it makes it more hilarious that like the McDonald's commercial McDonald's made this movie feel like a mcdonald's commercial like it it all makes complete sense do you think it's possible that like um whichever fucking uh brother of a filmmaker who happened to be in a mcdonald's exec funded this told his little brother like okay fine you can shoot a scene at this mcdonald's um because they'll are they'll already have all the stuff there for this commercial shoot they're doing that day but you just can't interrupt the commercial shoot. You just have to shoot your scene in the background of it. And that's why a McDonald's commercial was happening in it. There just happened to be a big dance number commercial. <laughs> Being they filmed. Made, they made going to McDonald's seem like Cirque du Soleil. There's like interactive <laughs> fucking dance numbers. 
tables you just can down disappearing. Some, you can dance on the counter if you're a teddy bear <laughs> alien. It's the fucking craziest shit I've seen in my life. And my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> like that was easily the best scene. <laughs> no uh, doubt about it in my mind. That was the biggest sign of the times. That was the time capsule scene. 100%, I mean, man. As someone who... I legitimately sit around and watch 80s and 90s commercials for fun. I watch old mm -hmm. advertisements for McDonald's a lot of the time for my own entertainment. Um, honestly, that scene had everything I needed. It felt like it was, was made just for me. I was about to say, was this movie part of that? So, God, it was uh, great. What a scene, so, man. What a scene. We'll, we'll depart from that scene. We'll talk about the rest of the movie. We'll come back um, around to it, I'm sure. It, yeah, it'll come up. Um, this is one movie I wish they had maybe foregone the practical effects. Because... <laughs> Greg, a fucking costume is not a practical effect. <laughs> well, there, there's, like, the stuff where they're, like, stretching the puppet, and it's terrifying. It's so the fucking creepy. It's... Uh, this transcends the word costume. I, I feel like this it's this like they a, put a fucking rubber chicken suit in a nuclear reactor and made someone wear it and then yeah like a sentient like halloweening ink standee just dude not when, understanding english in in a movie when when i was in high school i um i have this like really old um plastic yoda mask with those dead eyes um from uh from the movie essentially and yeah. like colby and troy would like just put it on and stand in the corner while i was sleeping and i was like so fucking scared of that creepy ass mask and this mm -hmm. movie i'm telling you it looked exactly like the aliens in this yeah. movie just a imagine, little greener imagine <laughs> three more of those nude and <laughs> just swaying back and forth for no reason <laughs> Jesus. And doing fucking Silent Hill movements <laughs> towards they were like, you with a gun. They were That's almost the movie. They were like crumping, but not really. <laughs> uh, this movie's ahead of its time, man. We got crumping. We've got <laughs> Silent we've got, Hill Yoda. We've got nude baby Yodas because one of them's a baby, right? Oh shit! It is baby this movie's Yoda. Ahead of the curve. Yeah. Despite being, e. running around. <laughs> Despite being Dude. an E.T. ripoff, that was this was. Dude, I'm like E.T. ripoff. No, this is something worse than a ripoff. About the time that they put the fucking shawl on his head, I was like, this is like Jack Black and Most Deaf and Be Kind Rewinds uh, version of E.T. Like they literally <laughs> just like made et on like a 45 dollar budget that's all this movie was like, like ripoff is not the fucking word for it dude there was a moment where there was like a kid on a bicycle doing like a newspaper delivery route but like you just see like he comes in from the distance and it's a kid on a bicycle i'm like oh fuck you oh wait that's just some <laughs> random kid never mind <laughs> as you were Dude, what the fuck was this movie? It, it's 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 astonishing because it feels so. I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say here. Maybe not thought out, but it feels like so many people were involved and so much was at stake. It feels like a lot of care isn't the right word, but like there were a lot of hands on it here. This is a big project involving a lot of people, but just built on a foundation made of <laughs> fucking balsa wood. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's so it's so bad that I legitimately thought, like, I was like, do Coca-Cola and McDonald's know that they've been, like, using their, their trademarks? Um, and then, like, you find out, like, oh, no, they sponsored it. Like they they wanted yeah. their their company's logo on this, but in the start, I was like, "Man, the '80s were a wild time." You could just say copyrighted shit in your movie, and no one cared. And I'm like, "Oh mm -hmm. no, it's on!" I I just couldn't believe that these two major companies would be all over something so fucking shitty, <laughs> like so poorly done. It's just it it feels like not everything was poorly done either. That's Which what weird. what parts were the dancers at the McDonald's? Those guys were amazing. I, I can't I think of anything else like, that was good. I don't know. I feel like you you look at this side by side from any other movie that came out that year, and there's not like it's not lacking in quality everywhere. I'm wrong. I'm saying things You're that really I know. Wrong. I'm, this I'm is wrong. 1988, I'm, man. This like, is. I'm incorrect. I'm I'm saying stuff that's wrong and incorrect, and I'm gonna take all of it back. And I'm sorry for even wasting your time by saying <laughs> words that didn't make sense. You're good, man. You're good. It's just like it legitimately looks like a late '70s movie. It's a movie that looks ten years older than it is. Yeah, every which way but Mac. <laughs> so <laughs> what's what's the deal? With a a single mom with a handicapped child who hasn't had a job in 10 years buying a house in California, like, comfortably. Like, a nice house. Um, a with, like, childish hilltop fantasy views. of, <laughs> like, uh, just an absolute fucking misrepresentation of what life is like. <laughs> That's what it is. Must be nice. Dude, um, me and Leah's working theory is <laughs> uh, the dad died in a drunk driving incident that left the kid handicapped. And the family sued Dos Equis because in the family picture, there's like they're in a car with like Dos Equis signs in the background. So I think, my wife and I agree on this, that they sued Dos Equis for their dad's drunk driving death that left the kid in a wheelchair and that's how they were able to get this house and you know there's too much trauma back in chicago so they had to move out to la that makes a lot of sense but thoughts I don't know if feelings it, i don't know if it makes as much sense as my theory um <laughs> please let's share my my theory is that um she actually murdered her husband for the life insurance money and moved to california under a new alias um, and just uh, poses as someone who's independently wealthy, but wants to blend in and you know keep a low profile. And then uh, her her cosmic horror Lovecraftian uh, wrath descends upon her in the form of Mac. 
to punish her for her misdeeds by making her house Holy into shit. a terrarium. <laughs> that rules. No, your theory's perfect. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, oh man, there's a lot. It's, it's, it's just high. This high levels of art, you could just pull so many things yeah. from. You know, high it's, concepts. It has more than one meaning. Okay, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Mac and me has uh, more than one meaning. All right. Mac and Mac and me sounds really interesting for filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing we were saying when we were watching it a while ago. My wife was just like, if, like, this is just editing, and my argument was it was the music. Her argument was the editing. She was like, is this Saw 2? Like, if you if you change the music, or in her, for her argument, like, change the editing, this is a horror movie. Like, yeah, that, there is serious shit happening, like, from the get-go. There is, like, a car accident where a car ramps off... Like, an SUV, like, ramps over a sedan and, like, pancakes another car. Yeah. And we're just playing the fucking blank check pod, like, soundtrack. <laughs> just... <laughs> this is fun. Whoa! That Bronco just killed a single mom! <laughs> it's fucking crazy! I, I I actually really liked the... I liked the songs themselves. I thought they were probably the best part of the movie. Um, and I just knew it, and I was 100% right. I was like, I guarantee these are not on Spotify. <laughs> and I went looking for them, and I was like, yep, these are so obscure that no one's heard them. But this was this was a moment where the music didn't match for me. Um, they're oh, doing... oh, 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 can I guess? Yes, you can guess. Does it involve the... Because uh... it's a huge like swing in the scene. Was it the dogs chasing Mac? No, that was a fucking... I was sitting there just, like, baffled, being like, where did they get all those dogs? There's so many dogs! And then they like, have... He's stuck in a tree with dogs trying to kill him, and then we cut to, like, this poppy 80s track. Yes, and, yes. like, just the kid... Eric and his mom are just, like, going down the sidewalk. And it's well, just like... This is what didn't match the... Our the, alien companion is gonna die, and we're doing this fucking... <laughs> They're, they're trying to use this song tears to create this song. unlikely friendship of, like, um, Mac and Eric. Is it Eric, I guess? Yeah, Mac yeah, and Eric. They're, Eric. Both, they're both such outcasts. But I was sitting, you know, it's all about, like, not being alone anymore. And so you yeah. look at Mac, and he's in a pretty rough spot. But then they keep cutting to Eric, and I'm like, this kid has a good family. Like, a good mm -hmm. mom and a good older brother. Despite um, his... Uh... Never mind. <laughs> he he made he made a new friend on his Damn. first day in a new town, and he met an alien. His life fucking rules. Why are we acting like it's sad? Like Eric's yeah. out there crushing it, man. He's like, why are we acting like he'll just never fit in? I'm like, motherfucker, he fits in with interplanetary beings and new kids, and his older brother likes him. Like I was like, what the fuck is He's... this shit? He's not even gone to school yet. Like, there, <laughs> there's no, like... If the alien was removed, there would be zero conflict with this family. <laughs> His life's just going all. great. It's like, he's, you know, got a fun friendship with, you know, the, the, the girl next door. 
and then like older brother has a crush on her older sister and they got like their whole things and it's just like man like mom loves them it is trying to work and support them and sometimes okay great (laughs) when when they get up to mischief but also doesn't even like ever punish them she's like just literally like guys come on you know that stresses me out (laughs) that's it like that's the only bad thing that happens she's never like super sad she's not at her wits end she's not like crying or anything she's like god damn guys is kind of having a hard time can you chill like we're we're so sorry this is not our fault yeah and living up this is living a child's dream man like Jesus, why were they constantly trying to convince me he was sad? He didn't even act sad. It seemed like a post-production choice. He was Not pretty well-adjusted and happy the whole time. <laughs> it like and like every person, every new person he met did not like make fun of his disability at all. Yeah. There were no ableists in this movie. Everybody was just like accommodating. No, like, the movie like it, it, he never it never really acknowledged his disability because it wasn't relevant to the story, you know. Like it, it was, was just like, oh, he had to change. Like it it mattered a few times where you know yeah. he's. I don't know if you watch the scene, but he like rolls down the hill at one point and he can't yes. like, like yes. the brake doesn't work. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it does happen. No, I, and then like, <laughs> but I'm saying it wasn't like a it wasn't like a plot point. It's like that right, scene right, right. could have been done like to to an able-bodied person, you know. Like um, it was, but not as hilariously. Yeah, it was. It was really ridiculous to watch that fall off a cliff. Um, that was. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking thinking when they made that, and then pop in fucking Mac going like, "Oh no, it's <laughs> like a fucking child's drowning, you asshole! Don't stop stop jimming the camera while a kid dies." Like, I got it from Community. (laughs) I know you did. That's why I said I loved it. Um, dude, this fucking movie, man. This fucking it was the anti Muppet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was like the the opposite of the it's the if it's the Muppets if they were as bad as they pretend they are on the Muppets. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. Uh, waka 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 dude uh one thing uh my wife simply could not get over the fact that there were blinds in the family van and i i think this just showcases like our generational gap yeah and she's just like is this a fucking house on wheels why they got blinds in the fucking window (laughs) i was like i was like cars used to have that I'm like, Leah, like, you clearly haven't uh, been on church youth group trips to Christian rock concerts enough. You would be very familiar with vans that have blinds in them if you had. Yeah. If you went with a bunch of sweaty white teenagers to see 12 Stones live, you would know. (laughs) They call it, actually, Jars of Clay. That's just what their tour bus is. It's a van with blinds. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey... I know we just saw Cutlass and we're really hyped up, but can we close these? Or we're trying to get some sleep back here. But if I can't swim after 40 days and my mind is crushed by the crashing waves, lift me up so high that I cannot fall. Lift me up. Copyright strike. Copyright lift strike me up. From a... When I'm falling. Lift me up. Copyright. 
We're gonna get copyright strikes from a band that is definitely still around. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing. Um, speaking of uh, wasting time for no reason, dude, I couldn't stop thinking this whole time about how they were just dragging out the fucking runtime with a bunch of nothingness like just a bunch of nothing happening just to like make the movie last longer it was insane it's even like scenes of like just fucking walking around town man it was like shenanigans with no purpose yeah like it was just kind of pointless stuff happening it oh my god dude that's what makes it so confusing it's just like in actuality, it's just this whole set of boring nothingness happening. Yeah. But you add a score that makes it seem fun and whimsical, but, like, it also feels like a horror film. But then, like, the actual action that we're seeing is nothingness. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it's the, like, it's just a big, fat slow dull movie where every so often a goddamn like i don't even want to call it a puppet because in some scenes it's just like a fucking toy they wave around like, <laughs> like it's like unbelievable man and um oh, dude i just did did they ever actually name him mac because i was waiting for it they, i might have zoned out i know they called him that at the end they called him that once and someone was like mac and it was and they and they said what the acronym was which i don't remember what it was who cares um like mcdonald's they said and it coke one time. mcdonald's and coke <laughs> that's God. what mac stands for <laughs> i he's right folks he's done it again uh well it's because vanessa and i paused it like an hour into the movie and we were like the alien is still not friends with the kid and they still haven't named him Mac. Like these two things that we know from the title of the movie haven't happened an hour into an hour and 40 minute movie. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what were they doing? They're just dragging it out, man. I, I think they mentioned it offhand one time and someone was like mac and then eric was like uh, eric eric <laughs> it says what the acronym stands for i i can't remember what it was we should probably look it up uh but we're not that professional Fuck so it. yeah I, I guess i zoned out when that happened i just noticed like the older brother <laughs> called him mac in the last couple minutes of the movie and i was like did we establish that's his name like i, I missed it when they did um Dude, I think, first of all, we learned a valuable lesson from this movie. Um, never let the local hippie spiritualist be your only witness to anything. Um, <laughs> they will be discredited. <laughs> um, man, speaking of filling time. And just us doing a bit where we praise this as high art. Everyone keeps <laughs> telling me. Everyone keeps telling me it's fucking auteur shit when Werner Herzog shows five minutes of iguanas in Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. But whoever made Mac and Me shows a raccoon falling out of a trash can for no reason and we mock it? We mock it, cinephiles? 
You say to me that for some reason a pointless iguana is art but a pointless raccoon falling over of a trash can like a TikTok that goes viral is not? Why is one greater than the other? <laughs> I'm so I glad beseech to. thee. I'm so glad to just weekly offer you the soapbox for <laughs> this bullshit. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> whatever it is I do. <laughs> your, your whole thing. <laughs> which I love, by the way. Which is why we're doing this podcast. Thank you. Oh, man. Do you think, uh, we, could, do you think we could edit a clip of... Uh, of right before um, we see Mac in the teddy bear costume, can we edit in a clip of them saying, but the gimp is sleeping. <laughs> well, then you better go wake him up. <laughs> he looks uh, like the fucking gimp. It was the most terrifying eeny, thing I've ever seen. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch an alien by its toe. Suck him up into a vacuum, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Eric's dead, baby. Eric's, Eric's dead. dead. <laughs> just... With that being said, are you ready to get to the final scene? The tonal shift of the film? The all-too-serious bullshit? I the legitimately... funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life? I blocked it out of my brain until right now. You were like, the final scene. I was like, what happens? What? Oh my fucking what? God, that's what happens. What? what doesn't happen? If you've seen the South Park episode with the Goobacks, then you're kind of familiar with kind of the vibe that's going on here. <laughs> oh. that's, a, that's an older one, but man. So basically... I... <laughs> Oh, man, I just realized we're going to be talking to people that haven't seen this film. <laughs> our um, our little Mac, our little E.T. ripoff, has a family with an older sister, maybe, and then a mother and father. Mother and father are these creepy-ass, seven-foot-tall humans in costumes that makes them look like naked people and they're walking in the strangest way possible because i guess they're supposed to be aliens they go into a grocery store because they love coca-cola trademark copyright and they somehow get a gun and they don't understand that they have a gun and they're robbing a store the whole police force shows up. All the kids are like, they're not trying to hurt anybody. You gotta understand. The aliens still have a gun and they're just walking out of the store with shit from the store. And then they went full roadhouse. And then Eric says, I can tell them to put the gun down. And like, no kid, just stay back. We're not gonna shoot. And then Eric decides to roll his wheelchair towards the aliens. One of the cops chases him and says, no, it's not safe, but trips, accidentally fires his gun, which causes all of the other police to shoot their guns at the aliens. <laughs> and in that process, shoot, I guess, like a giant propane tank that Eric has rolled so close to that when the tank explodes, 
the handicapped child dies. And then they blew up a fucking grocery store and they, they killed a kid. They blew up a child in a wheelchair in our kids movie brought to us by McDonald's and Coca-Cola. It was the fucking... It's just the weirdest choice. I can't, I, like, what informed the writing of that scene, man? I don't know. Like, like, have y'all seen a movie? Like, ever? Like Why would you writing do this? Of it, like, at no point did anybody say, like, are we gonna blow up our... Not, he's not only our main character... He's not only handicapped, he's a child. Like, all these... Like, we're just gonna blow this kid up with a propane tank due to cops shooting? Yeah. Like, by, by accident? Like... And then the... then And, like, he's not knocked out. He's dead. Um, he's dead. And I'm like, this movie is so fucking wild. I actually... Part of me is wondering if the aliens are actually gonna bring him back to life. Because I could absolutely see this crazy town banana pants movie leaving the kid dead and rolling credits. And then when the aliens... Sorry, you have something to say? Yeah, there was... Apparently, I read somewhere, like, in the Japanese cut of the film, the kid does die at that Jesus part. Fucking hell. So, as you were saying, I'm sorry. And then <laughs> Which the aliens... Would have been a better movie. The aliens bring him back to life and... It's just, it's the fucking grossest, weird... Every time a hand of theirs is, like, anywhere near a human being, I want to puke, because it looks like it's just, like, a fucking rotting corpse hand, and... And you just have to sit there and watch this and know that, Greg, I, I guarantee you this, the money they spent to blow up that grocery store is more than triple both of our annual salaries combined in 80s money. Like, that's how much money went into that fucking amazing, for real explosion. Like, I'm sure they just built a facade of the store. Like, they probably didn't blow up a real grocery store. Um, but man, just... It was some roadhouse shit that they did, man. It was some roadhouse-ass shit. Which is fine if you're not doing it to a handicapped child. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not, but still, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> yep. And violence then, then we close the fucking movie on the aliens becoming U.S. citizens, and which like oh passing an English language test is part of that. And Vanessa goes, "They don't speak English," and I was like, "They don't speak anything. They don't they talk. Whistle. They don't write. Like they like." And then, <laughs> but then I realized that this movie was actually very on point, Greg. Because it showed us the truth. The only requirements for being a real American is drinking too much Coca-Cola and only eating at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> they pass with flying colors. We are real Americans. Americans. <laughs> Blowing up grocery stores we and stole. kids. <laughs> Getting our cells shot by the cops. God. That is uh, very American. <laughs> uh, no further comments. Uh, man, I, I will say, you mentioned how much that explosion cost. 
uh, there, I did want to bring up that there was a profit sharing agreement with the uh, Ronald McDonald uh, children's charities. Yeah. But this movie lost money, so I <laughs> assume that this movie not only murdered a handicapped child, but it also stole from children's charity. <laughs> God. They're like, well, we had an agreement. They <laughs> just steal from children's hospitals to pay for this movie because it was flopped. Jesus Christ, man. Oh my god. This movie's perfect. This movie is a perfect perfect movie. I mean, it's the perfect film. It featured a pop and lockathon that was resilient to police (laughs) forces. Like, the cops showed up and they just kept dancing, and the only explanation is that they were in a very intense pop and lockathon. Uh, to yeah, decide Jennifer to Aniston the was group. on set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many dancers. You're disqualified. I, I did want to share this story. I actually did have a McDonald's dance party one time in high school. I need you to elaborate right now. Um, I was doing. Uh, my friends and I were doing this thing where we would do uh, mobile dance parties, where, like. And basically, if you didn't come to the last dance party, it was a threat that the next dance party would come to you. Um, and we would just get, like, <laughs> speakers and, like, go outside people's houses on their front lawns and just dance. And um, But one of them, I asked, like, the local McDonald's if we could throw a dance party in their play place. And they're like, sure, we don't care. Um, and they were crazy <laughs> chill to us. I'm and two we- years older than you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm and the we're manager. all in there. <laughs> We're all in there, like, uh, like, um, boogieing and dancing, and like, it's actually like super fun. Um, and then uh, this kid named Andarius uh, fucking opens the emergency exit, and the McDonald's staff was like, "All right, you've caused us enough trouble tonight." Um, so, Andarius, if you're out there, people don't forget, bud. I know what you did. I'm just kidding. You're a really cool guy. I'm still friends with you on Facebook, but uh, you did ruin the mm. McDonald's dance party in 2004. Ooh. How dare you, uh. sir. I say, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> um, On the 26th anniversary of Mac and Me. Seriously. Gosh. No, 16th. <laughs> On Mac's 16th birthday, dude. Really? Gosh, man. It's Play, like, place, party foul. Have some fucking reverence. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what would Grimace say? This is an establishment that gave us teeny beanie babies, you sack of shit. You godless lesser poop. I, <laughs> I would like for you to explain yourself to Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Dude. Do you know what the, the funniest part of this movie was to me? Uh, have we not covered it already? I thought it's... it was the child death. It's that after you watch this fucking hour and 40 minute shit show, they set it up for a sequel. Like. (laughs) (laughs) You've just watched the fucking dumbest shit in your life. And by this point, they have to know that. They have to know that this is the dumbest shit ever. And that they, like, put a speech bubble saying, (laughs) we'll be back. Like, get ready for the fucking continued adventures of your beloved alien family that you just fell in love with and want more of. 
You know what? I I doubted you, and you were right. That is the funniest part of this movie. <laughs> Set it up for a goddamn it's sequel. Like, cross their arms like. <laughs> Get oh. ready for more. <laughs> like we know you want more. <laughs> Listen, we know our song is good. Do we have a deal or not? <laughs> Just misplaced confidence. <laughs> We have a handshake deal with McDonald's for another one, so we're just raking the profits. We've got a hit on our hands. It's all it's all but confirmed that we're making a sequel. <laughs> I think we've got Kevin Costner locked in for the sequel to play the dad. Greg, what? God, yeah. this is such a Kevin Costner franchise. Um... <laughs> I, I wish if Kevin Costner had revived Mac and me for a sequel, I would revere him higher than Nicolas Cage. Uh, maybe not, but you know, I'm, that it would have been special. I'm going to put you on the spot right now, okay? Uh-oh. Okay. I just, I just want to see what comes out when I ask this question. Um, Ratatouille. That honestly is not that far off of an acceptable answer. Um, I was going to say, could you pitch me um, another um, another ripoff of a famous movie targeted to children funded by a different fast food joint? Oh, another movie. Oh, man. So it's got to be somebody that's like, it's got to be Jack in the Box, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's sure. got to be somebody that of course it does no no it's got to be papa john's right all right so papa he's got <laughs> all right uh it's gonna be a very um we'll call it political film and I don't know what franchise it's going to rip off of. We'll go with another Spielberg movie and we'll say um, uh, Schindler's List, right? (laughs) (laughs) He just just wants to tell the story from the other side, right? So (laughs) the Italians in this film are all super cool. I uh, um I hope it ends with him with Are like, you going to stop me because Oh wow, no. Oh, am I going to stop you? I was going to pitch you a should. finish. Um it just ends yeah. with Papa John crying uh crying over an empty pizza warmer outside his delivery vehicle and saying, "I could have delivered more. I could have yeah. delivered more. I could have delivered these cheese breads. I could have delivered this garlic sauce." That's a hundred dips. I could have delivered more. Uh, I'm trying to remove these memories from my vocabulary. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, man. Woohoo. Oh. Yahoo. <laughs> man. I'm not even going to try to top that. <laughs> That's the perfect pitch. Um, I'd watch. Oh, wait. I've got one. I've got a Spielberg one. Um, American okay. Tale. American Tale. Five will goes to Arby's. Oh, <laughs> that's the nice. whole pitch. He just—I thought just, it was going to be. He goes be... to Arby's. I, I like that. 
We have the slurs. No, that's still Papa John. Sorry. Uh, uh, Empire of the Sun-Dried Tomatoes. All right. Um, I told you to stop me. I, I'm having too much fun. I'm loving this. I can't stop what you. Up? Oh, man. What other... I can't think of anything for Red or Player One. <laughs> war, war Horse, but it's the Civil War, and it's, it's strangely all about the South in a super positive manner. All right, I've got uh, brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Subway, um, Bready Player One. <laughs> Bready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, finally, some fresh content. Oh, what a bad book. <laughs> I wouldn't dare read it. Or any book. <laughs> I, I wouldn't ever read a book, so help me God. <laughs> oh, man. Man. The Burger King speech, and I'm done. That's it. <laughs> For children. The Burger King speech. Uh, that was actually from famed director of Cats, Tom Hooper. So, don't you dare besmirch How dare I? our beloved director, Tommy. How dare I? Don't confuse him with a hack like Steve. Well, Greg, are you thinking it might be about time to... Saving Private Mac. What? <laughs> I think it's about time to... Uh... Blow up a grocery store and kill this vulnerable <laughs> child of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's been in a wheelchair the whole time, buddy. Edit but that we didn't out. make note of it, but we are gonna kill it. <laughs> What's your fucking favorite line? <laughs> uh my favorite line oh man. Oh, man. I don't know. This is so hard, dude. I had one at, towards the beginning. It was just like, they're in California, and it's just this really awkward moment where the kids say, like, a mom's like, what do you think of the new neighborhood? And the kids are like, pretty nice. And the mom's like, pretty nice. <laughs> And it's just the weirdest exchange, and like it just stuck with me for some reason. Like I gotta pick that because I can't like I didn't write another one down, and I know there's better, but like I gotta go with pretty nice. I, I recall it. It was so fucking weird. Um, I'm gonna <sighs> go with uh, "Hello, California women, have no fear. Your hormonal hero is here." <laughs> I I. I think I halfway missed that line because I definitely heard a hormonal hero is here. I was like, what the fuck just nice. happened? Mental health advice, be your own hormonal hero. Be the hormonal ah. hero you wish to see in the world. I like your <laughs> heroes, but I do not like your hormones. Gandhi said that. <laughs> That's the What's quote, buddy. Our, our gimmick of the week this week is gimmick of the week. Um, what is your favorite use of a gimmick in Mac and Me? This podcast. Okay. We should have so called I, it at the live show. We should have quit while we were on top, Greg. 
I I texted Denny, what's the gimmick of the week? He's like, I don't know, but I have my pick. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? So <laughs> my gimmick of the week is my gimmick being the visible. So they suck the alien Mac into a vacuum and he's like, dragging the vacuum throughout the house and it's a if you again if you change the score it's a scene from fucking poltergeist but because it's in this movie or or the exorcist but because it's in this movie it's a fun whimsical time and the little girl is wearing like a football helmet and is getting she's wearing the vacuum like a backpack and is getting dragged up the wall over the ceiling and down the other wall and you can see plain as day the fucking hot wheels track she's on going around the room and i had to go with the visible tracks on the wall during the poltergeist scene beautiful um mine i i don't i don't i don't know what you could possibly have picked here i picked it and i was just like i I don't know what the gimmick of our week is gonna be but i'm gonna make this fit because it's my favorite moment in the movie um there's a brief moment where there is a guy covered in shaving cream with one arm on fire, just, like, half-ass waving his flaming arm in the air while they're pretending to, like, spray him down with a fire extinguisher. But it doesn't look like what comes out of a fire extinguisher. He's clearly just covered in fucking shaving cream, like, all over his body and just, like, lazily waving a flaming arm around, just being like, is someone gonna... Is someone gonna do something about this? Um, he's trying to, he's trying to flick it off like he's got, like the air dryer in the yes, bathroom wasn't yeah. working. He's like, ah, ah, you can never get ah, the flames all the way out. Uh, st- still a little, still a little on fire. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to wipe it on my pants because they'll stain. It was the funniest person on fire scene I'd seen since Hundred Foot Journey. <laughs> When there's a dude running around with just his hands and his pants on fire and I'm supposed to be worried. It's just so fucking silly. This <laughs> is the stupidest shit, man. Um, oh, my God. Dude. Uh, perfectly, perfectly done. Great pick. Glad you did it. I think we both, like, nailed... We kind of landed on the same side yeah. of the fence here, yeah. right? Like, we, I, we were in the so. same mindset. I think so. We were in the same mindset, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. Yep. Um, so, we do have another gimmick for these uh, free-with-ads movies. Did you happen to take down your favorite moment of Jarring Capitalism, since you did watch it on a, uh ad-based streaming service? I actually did, because me and Vanessa debated this. Because, like, um, because... I'm curious what ads you got. Go ahead. Well, there's, first of all, no bumpers on these things. Like, it just, like, the movie will abruptly cut to a commercial and then abruptly cut back to the movie. There's, like, no pause. There's no, like, loading. Nothing. Um, And so, right around the time they discovered the aliens, we saw an, an ad for, like, a news show about, like, something they recovered on the Mars rover. And Vanessa goes like, oh, so they're from Mars. And I was like, no, that's a commercial. Um, And she was like, no. And I was only like half-ass paying attention. And then like later in the movie, we get the same news anchor doing a different commercial. And so like I I actually believed Vanessa. I sided with her and was like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I must have just thought it was a commercial. Like, it's kind of confusing. And then that fucking news anchor woman comes back to do another, another like, preview for something that had nothing to do with space. But this movie was such incoherent bullshit that you could cut in a commercial vaguely about outer space and I couldn't tell if it was part of the movie or not. Like, that's, that's the level of what the fuck is going on in this movie. Absolutely incredible, man. What about um, you? I had a different experience... I think you may have watched on Pluto. I watched on Tubi. And um, Tubi's commercials were a little more sparse. Yeah. I got two straight ad breaks that featured something called abcmouse.com, which is uh, like an online learning website for like really young children. This felt like Nobody wanted to put advertisements on this movie. So shout out to abcmouse.com. We're happy you're teaching kids. And we're sorry to (laughs) this movie for having such like a shit reputation that nobody wants to put an ad on it. See, you say that. Truly impressive. There were very few ads throughout the movie for me. And then like in the third act, we started getting them like every four minutes. It was insane. They like really they backloaded it with ads like nobody's business, probably because everyone's gonna fucking skip to that bonkers ass grocery store child murder scene. <laughs> we know you want to get to the handicapped child murder scene, so we're yeah. gonna we're yeah. gonna load your crest ads back here. God. <laughs> All right, man. Um that's Mac and me, dude. What's, I think we're what, done talking about Mac and me. What's your critic score? Yeah, I I had to, I just had to say that we were closing the chapter here. Like we we're, yeah, no, I'm no more, no more Mac new information. Let's just score no more and get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, I think I went through all my notes here. Uh, yeah, my last note is actually in reference to my Critiker score, so I'll say I gave this movie a 4 out of 40. Truly awful. I gave it extra points because the handicapped child died. But I deducted points because they did not commit to that child staying dead. So Alright, so it leveled could, out. Could have, been an all, could have been an all-timer. I would have given it a 10 out of 40 if if the kid had stayed dead. I would have been like fucking amazing but they revived it made it a kids movie the terrifying nudist costume shit just dragged it down like it's hardly any positives to say except for my own like (laughs) twisted perception of what i think is fun and funny yeah fair enough um i gave it a i gave it a nine out of fifty um and uh, that's the same rating I gave Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. And uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I would put these in the same tier, so I, yeah. I, t- I rescind my reaction. Fair enough. I-, I will say I probably bumped it up about five points for that McDonald's scene alone and then having the balls, <laughs> having the absolute balls to credit Ronald McDonald as himself. <laughs> that was just, just fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, fun fact, he is the only fictional character that, uh, was awarded a Razzie Award for this movie. Jesus. Isn't that fun? Why did he, why did he deserve a Razzie? He was like, he elevated the film. 
He elevated. He did a balloon animal. <laughs> he was the only person in the whole fucking movie who knew how to act. I I I don't know. I, I wasn't on the panel. I don't know. I can't tell you. Oh man, that's a Razzie reverse snub, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody else deserved it that year. Um, yeah, so Mac and me discussion concluded. Greg, so, what's the best movie for when you're recovering from a live show? Uh, the Batman. I think Duh. I gotta go with an endless stream of McDonald's commercials. <laughs> yeah, this is like YouTube binging some bullshit. Uh, yeah. the, t- the Tony Hawk documentary. I'll give it to that, there we honestly. Go. Dude, it's such it's such shit that they had ads in that. Like the movie is a commercial. Come the fuck on. Like, <laughs> I'm already watching a commercial for fun. You win. Leave me alone. Stop interrupting it. <laughs> totally valid. Uh completely understandable. Alright, man. Um oh, we've been going for a little while here. This is a this is a pretty short episode. I'm I'm pretty happy with this one, man. I mean uh, one it's, movie and just like talking about our own live show. Yeah, just... man. It's short by our standards, but we still spent a long fucking time on Mac and me. <laughs> well, I, I, I honestly think it deserved it. I do too. It's a, it's a very special film and imp- an important piece of cinema history. I think we covered everything we needed to cover. I don't feel like we missed anything uh we fleshed out the whole conversation that you and i could possibly have revolving mac and me i think that like a podcast is kind of like a middle school teacher body shaming a girl for her skirt choices in the sense that it should be long enough to cover what's important but short enough that no one just completely gives up on you okay I didn't wear a lot of skirts in middle school. So the the bit know. is that they would tell girls they need to. Oh be yeah, I know. Long, long enough. To, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing. I I, I, was, I was also in middle school. <laughs> I was being subversive, um, and we're sorry if you got body shamed for your skirt length when you were a child. Anyone listening, that was that was wrong. They shouldn't have done that, and we shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't have made this whole podcast. Like what the we, fuck we are shouldn't we doing have talked about lives? Mac and me, just like you shouldn't have been body shamed. <laughs> I feel bad for uh, Joseph, who thinks we were going to do Total Recall this week. <laughs> it's like the meanest trick we ever played on him. Oh, we do, oh my god, we should text him right now that we did Total Recall and loved it. I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> Joseph, we love you, sir. We love you. We're doing this because we love you. Alright, damn, Total Recall was sick. And then I'm going to put eyeball emojis. <laughs> <laughs> is that a spoiler <laughs> that joke is for us right now and also for just us later <laughs> yep. joseph please text us when you listen to this we'll, we'll know we'll know how long it takes you to listen to our episodes now <laughs> this is marketing research Greg, what are we doing next week other than having too much fun like we are oh. right now? <laughs> next week, man. Next week, I'm excited. We actually had to, uh, like, we had to call an audible here. That's not just because the NFL draft is happening right now. We had to kind of call it in the ring. Hey, better, better there thing. we go, my guy. My guy. Uh, 
I don't think we have like the title ready, but like I mentioned before, my wife and I are spending tomorrow, which is Friday, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, each day we're going to be watching a different movie in theaters. So Denny had the smart idea of, hey, what if all three of those movies were our next episode? So this is going to be movies for when you have an Alamo uh, season pass. Yeah. Alamo Draft House season pass. Best purchase I've is... made in my life, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess there was Vanessa's wedding ring. That's a little bit better. Uh, but, you, but You keep saying, like, yeah. best thing ever, and I'm just like, you mean Vanessa, right? This is what happens. <laughs> Even is, during our live show. <laughs> this is what happens when you constantly speak in hyperbole. You say hurtful things without meaning to just because you're excited. It's a lesson I'm trying <laughs> to right. learn. That's right. So um, if, if you weren't paying attention to the movies before, we are going to be covering Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm, a much anticipated the sequel. The Hedgehogging. <laughs> the uh, Too Fast, Too Sonic. Hedgehog Weekle. Um, gotta go Fast Weekle. And we're also going to be covering The Northmen. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That's going to be great. And lastly denny talked about it for like 10 minutes straight that one time everything everywhere all at once hell yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good episode next week some quality films yeah i'll i will have to resort to taking notes on my order card again just like we did with unbearable way to mass and talent but i mean i will say you you really want to make sure that um you don't watch Sonic 2 first because the others aren't going to live up to it. Like, you, they're going to feel like a letdown and it's going to color your perception. Mm-hmm. The Northman yeah, and everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, they're they're going to seem overhyped after you've seen Sonic 2, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just eating chili dogs trying to watch the Northman. <laughs> This isn't as fun. Why aren't they talking about Olive Garden? I want to go fast. I don't want to watch this. I want to go fast. What's this, this fucking Viking revenge story? Why can't they talk about Monster Energy drinks or some shit? I just I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what the uh, product placement is yet. I just laugh farted, and I don't know if the mic picked it up or not. But... God, I hope so. This is our <laughs> this is our worst episode since the monkey one, and I am so in love with it. You keep saying worst when you really mean best. Weirdest, dumbest shit we've done. That why would we? Who would listen to this again? Okay, who would okay, want to okay, listen to on. this? I would never say that. We've done weirder and dumber shit, and we'll continue to do so. We we haven't been this slap happy in a long time. That's that's more that's more what I'm that's getting true. at. That's true. We're we're uh, pretty silly tonight. Leaning into racist uh, pizza company CEOs really <laughs> derailed us. I was not sure where you were going with that. I was like, when the fuck did we lean into racism? Like, Jesus, man! What the fuck? When we were talking about Spielberg films. Ah. Uh, uh, told through the lens of a... Fast food company. Fast food company. <laughs> uh, oh. We have the superiority. <laughs> Calm down, bum, Arby's. Bum. All right. Our, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Terrible. You might want to... <laughs> Nope, no editing necessary. All right, Denny. All right, um, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> uh, Greg's comments are his own. I would like to publicly say that. 
my comments are my own and um I would just like to say for the record that I am honestly trying to remove this catchphrase from my vocabulary. What's the catchphrase? My comments the catchphrase for this show. Oh, oh, oh. Keep up, man. Were, were, were you teeing me up? Yes, I was. For Greg work. The... I've, I've, <laughs> I've had 32 catchphrases in 30 days. <laughs> The day of catchphrase is coming. For catchphrase reckoning. <laughs> Interrupt me. For Greg, the caddy Johnson, I'm Denny, the oblivious golfer who has no idea he's been teed up Taylor. And this has been Movies for When? We already told you when. But you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? Woo!